0: One in nine Americans works and sells. Every day, more than 15 million people earn their keep by persuading someone else to make a purchase.
1: Like door to door salesman?
0: Could be. Okay. What other kind of
2: salesman? K. Jewelers? Like jewelers? Yeah, K. Okay. I was Tiffany. like, K. I was like, <laughs> Sorry. <is> K. K A Y. Tiffany's, that sort of thing. So,
0: what was the statistic? What did I tell you?
2: One in nine people are in sales, right?
0: Yep and I want to say guess what the other eight of you are as well (gasps) no what (laughs) I want you to think about what's the last thing you tried to sell
2: (laughs) um not going into it but that my car shouldn't have been towed (laughs) correct no that's a great example
0: Gideon what about you I, there's going to be an adulting decrypted podcast about that episode. That that eventually, yeah, yeah. I have to once send it's down not first. as <laughs> once it's not as fresh, maybe there should be an adulting decrypted rant. But not I right tried
1: now. to sell you guys on my thoughts about dopamine.
0: That's a very good point, Gideon. I was on a call the other day, and I was listening to somebody talk, and I thought, "Wow, I'm not a salesman." And then I realized, wait a second, I have spoken to this person multiple times and kept them coming back. I was the one selling them on the idea initially. And I think we forget that we're all in sales. Welcome to Adulting Decrypted, where we prepare young adults to be independent powerhouses for life. I am Roscoe. I am joined with Gideon
2: and Ashton, the salesman.
0: Exactly. Thank you for embracing it. (laughs) I thought I
2: was the salesman.
0: Uh, You are a salesman. You're you're probably one in, you're probably of the first one in nine and Ashton's in the eight. Take that. (laughs) Probably. No, really, in, in, in the direction you guys are going with life and that's fine. So the first part I want to talk about is do we think we're salesmen and then are we okay with it? Now that we've all agreed that we are salesmen, so what? And then how do I do it and why keep doing it? Okay, so we're all in cells. do we I mean, fundamentally, do we agree with this or do we disagree with this?
1: I know I've got my thoughts set because of a book, an audiobook that I've listened to from Grant Cardone. Yeah, um, I actually can't remember what this one's called. You're probably: The thinking 10x Rule?: No, the other one. The Power um, of Cell. I don't know. So it was something Probably. like that, and he talked about how everybody was in sales no matter what, and you're always trying to sell somebody on something.
0: Yep, that's right. And that
1: was a long time ago, and I've had that mindset ever since. Perfect.
0: So. so you're going to be an easy one for me to sell on this idea. What about you, Ashton? Where do you stand?
2: Uh, well, I am definitely in sales. Because, um, I mean, I joked with the uh, um, towing example, but I the first One that actually came to mind is um, I emailed someone about a potential internship. And so I had to think about how to best present myself so that they would be able to say, yeah, sure, we want you to come join us. So in a way, I was selling myself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. That's where I want to go. Daniel Pink wrote a book called To Sell is Human. The book shows that white-collar workers now spend an enormous portion of their time persuading, influencing, and moving others. So I like your point. I think any three of those things, we'll come back to that and say, are we persuading, are we influencing, and are we moving others to our way? And what did Grant Cardone's book, what was it?
1: Seller Be Sold.
0: Seller Be Sold. I nope. Oh, yeah, I remember I remember that was multiple years ago we were listening to that. It
1: was a long time ago. <laughs>
0: Um, a couple odd examples I want to think, well, think about. I think you talked about it um, just barely. You're talking about an internship. Yep. What What are other non-traditional places that we sell right now, especially in our realm? I thought about scholarships. I think when you write an application to get admitted to college as well as maybe some scholarship applications, I think thinking, your salesmanship.
1: Are you thinking more on the lines of selling um, yourself and your thoughts, or
0: anything right now. It, I, I really want to focus on you, the listener, and and try and pull out what would we be doing that would be non traditional. We get traditional sales.
1: We're trying to sell you information. Oh, I love it! Information as a
0: podcast. It. We're trying to sell you information and uh, core concepts.
2: Yeah. So for me, when I think of this, I think of um. Well, I thought of the podcast first because every episode we're like Dad, you were saying we're trying to sell um, a an idea that we have had in research that we feel like would help someone in their adulting life. Um, but I also think recognizing that we're salespeople in many different ways. Either we're selling something on KSL, we actually have a job um, trying to sell something, or if we're just trying to land an internship, it helps. Or actually, another example that I thought of too was trying to sell ourselves to a group of friends or people because I'm like, hey, that crew looks cool. I want to be part of that. I think understanding that we're all in the cell sphere can help with confidence I love in a it. large way.
0: I love it. And we will talk about how confidence plays a role in sales as we move forward. And and I think it's really hard for us to understand sometimes because it's, it's easier. KSL just for the listener to know that's our local Uh, classified yep it's like Facebook marketplace yeah Facebook marketplace Craigslist Craigslist. Um, Ashton since a young age I had you listing stuff on KSL yep if you wanted to earn extra money I'd be like hey I've got an old washer here can you sell it or beds do you remember (laughs) I've had had you guys sell some random stuff Gideon what was the most recent thing you were selling on KSL for me
1: water tanks like 250 gallon water storage
0: uh, anything, right? And and the reason is because I wanted you to get used to in interacting with people. The reality is, I grew up being told that we don't sell. Salesmen are bad because we think of a traditional salesman when I was growing up as a used car salesman.
2: Think of the dad from Matilda. Uh, yep, even better. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Danny DeVito in that. Um, yeah, yeah. Yep. As the uh as the traditional slimy kind of sleazy sales ball. Rewinding the odometer. <laughs> right, whatever it took to get the sales. And and we'll talk about that um in a second, but I want I want you the listener and, and you as my children to understand or my sons to understand that it's okay to sell yourself. Uh do we think we're being judged when we're out doing being us?
1: All the time.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I know we are... I, we, we My drumline that I teach, we just went to California. And when we were in the lots, I was like... I asked the kids, I was like, are you guys watching other people? Like, yeah, it's so interesting to see other people. I was like, you know, it's really interesting. They're like, what? I was like, they're watching you too. And they are like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, welcome to the world. I mean, you're always being watched. Someone's always watching you. And if and you want could, to be taken seriously, you got to present yourself as such. I love yeah,
1: and it. they could judge you consciously or unconsciously. Like, right? just... First impressions ever heard of those, you know, right? It's literally <laughs> judging from the first time
0: right well well and i and I'd like to point out, and we'll talk more about that in a second, but the way you present yourself carries a big part of of what you're trying to sell and who's buying into it and you and you have to think through your messaging and what you want to do. Here's the sad truth and and you guys have probably both experienced already, whether it be at school or or at work. The fact is that you're not always judged based on your results alone. And that's probably played both ways for you. It's probably played where you're like, oh, good, my results kind of sucked and I still got the the credit. Or the, the reverse has probably happened too where you're like, well, I worked so hard on that and the other kid got the A, where's my A? Right? Or, yeah. or they got the part in the play or they got you know the better instrument to play. This is where I'd like to talk briefly about office politics. Have you guys heard that term, not being in the office yet? I have heard that term. I have not
1: heard of that term.
2: Ashley, what do you think it is? I mean... And you can draw
0: from the office, right?
2: (laughs) There's some there. (laughs) That's true. You could draw from the office. I I mean, politics is politics. You know, everyone's trying to climb the food chain. Um, Everyone, you know, everyone's trying to set that big impression, get the raise sort of thing, and, and people are playing different sorts of games to get those things to happen, I think.
0: Yeah, there. The it's interesting because there was a study done on a couple thousand people by Aaron Burt, and he said that out of the study, 20% said they don't play office politics at all. Sixty-one percent said they do it reluctantly, and seventeen percent said. Jump right in, try to win, you know. I think it's very interesting that very few people say. Everybody admits that it's a real thing. Right, that there's an office politics could take place in a classroom, you know, as it pertains to, yeah, as it pertains to who's going to get the best part in, uh, like I mentioned before, a play. Who's going to get the best opportunity to play on the football team? Who's going to get the leading role in the drum line? Who's going to, you know, at work, it's literally who's going to get the raises, who's going to get the promotions, who's going to get the better assignments. It's okay to realize that you have to sell yourself and your ideas. It's not okay to go against your ethics. And this is what Aaron Burt had to say about it. Avoiding office politics altogether can be deadly for your career. Every workplace has an, and, and a system of power, and you can and should work it ethically to your best advantage.
2: Hello. If you're listening to this right now, that means you're currently listening to an episode of Adulting Encrypted. And let me just say thank you. My name's Ashton, one of the hosts of Adulting Encrypted and I wanted to steal a quick second of your time to do a shameless little plug. If you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, you know that we talk about a bunch of different stuff all about adulting. Because our goal is to help individuals in this task we call adulting. Now, we have just revamped the way that we do this. If you go to adultingdecrypted.com, you can see all of our episodes sorted out by category. We've sorted it into financial, practical, emotional, social, and Things just for fun. So, if any of those categories are of particular interest to you right now, you can go onto the website, look through there, and see all of our episodes that correlate with that specific thing. This website's completely free to use. It's just another tool for our listeners to find things that are more important to them now. So, for example, if I was looking at it, I'd scroll through and say, hey, you know what? I want to see what the Adult Encrypted crew has talked about socially well one of our first episodes season one episode three how do i talk to people that's where we talked about all how to talk to people so if that's something you want right now you can go find that right now also in this one season three episode 15 the power of a humble mediator where we talked to one of my old bosses about his business as a mayor also as a small theater owner some really cool stuff so if you're looking for a better way to organize through all your self-help podcasts try adulting decrypted And enjoy the rest of the episode.
1: And I think part of this is I believe everybody that took that survey does office, office politics, whether they think they do or not, in some way, shape or form.
0: Because, because even if you're, explain to me why you, why you would say that.
1: I would think, um, even if you're not like, oh, I'm the suck up, I'm selling myself. The way you act is selling yourself, no matter what it is, you could be selling yourself super short by how you act. Either way, you're selling yourself. Either way, I think that you're doing office politics.
2: What do you think on that, Ash? Well, yeah, I mean, you could have a boss that wants you to brown nose, yeah. but uh, if you don't want to, that could be detrimental to your career, whether or not you, I mean, you don't want to, so you won't, you're like, I don't think that's ethical for me, then you don't have to, but at the same, like, it's the same token. If you're not doing anything to push yourself forward in that political sphere, then you're really just falling behind.
0: You're, you're playing the game, I think is what Gideon's saying. You're playing the game, but you're playing the counterculture game. Right. So by playing the counterculture, you're actually still playing office politics. You're just saying, hey, I'm taking my ball and right. going home. And everybody's right. going, wait a second, he's still playing politics. Right. He's standing up for what he, you know, whether he, if you truly in your core believe it, and the office politics are going in a different direction than you think is critical, then you should take your ball and go home right right because then you have no influence you can't make a difference you can't sell your idea because you don't believe in the system anymore right I, i've shared with you guys and it's been in plenty of episodes where i have that fun that i can say hey guys peace i'm out you know i'm i'm going to take i'm taking my ball and going home so i, I love that you guys both get it that we're already in it and you have this you get to decide whether you stay in the game or you don't stay in the game and i just want to say if you're in the game Try to win the salesmanship game. Go ahead, Ashton.
2: Yeah, no, and it's it's interesting. I know for I know for sure that probably the reason all three of us are on the same page is because I mean you raised both of us. <laughs> yeah, um, and so our listener might not be on the same page, but hopefully some of what we're talking about, at least, doesn't sound incredibly foreign. You know what I mean? And and maybe we're More not presenting it as a bra- it as an abrasive concept because really it's not meant to be. It's meant to be a uh, a point of gaining confidence, gaining optimism, really, in a sense
0: I agree it's
1: not selfish i think
2: well
0: and that's and that 's it i think I think that's critical, Gideon to think about because we there's there's what's called interpersonal influence, and you can i think listener, you can see that person in your mind that's doing more or influencing you more than they have either a pay grade to do or responsibility to do but you look to them for guidance and for help and for for coaching and they're delivering top results that's who we want to be right who is that person that's, that's the way i put it in the workplace that their, their influence is stronger than their pay grade they might not be the vp they might not be the leader of ops but but they're swinging the group to them and and really interesting right now, and and he I wanted to point him out because it's it's fresh, it's happening right now. Christian Smalls actually created the first union in Amazon. Did you guys know Amazon is un, there is a unionized shop at Amazon? I did not know that. Just barely happened in in Staten Island, New York. But Christian Smalls led a small group, <laughs> no pun intended, um, there with his last name, but. He rallied a group around and behind him. And I'll talk more about him in a second, but he was actually fired from Amazon and was able to swing people over his direction. So I want you to think about what is your interpersonal influence. Okay, now that we've all accepted that and that we're salesmen, now what? Well, first off, old sales techniques don't work. What would be an old sales technique? You mentioned one earlier. Rolling back the odometer, right? Right. You can't Driving get the in a car. Yeah, the you can't go back in a car now with digital, <laughs> digital. Yeah. So, so falsely,
2: card- I mean, rolling back the odometer would be falsely presenting your product.
0: Correct. Any false presentation, right? Yeah. Old hard sales tactic for sales for car salesmen were to, to give you a fake number and then when you get ready to check out, they increased it. Right. We actually had that As in happen. Price. Fake numbers. Yeah. And price. Yep. We actually had that happen to us when you went to buy your first car remember when we went to the dealership um they will rename nameless but you walked in and said what's the price you said the price of this car was seven grand they said oh yeah but then i had to go through shop fees that's right i do remember that and i had to go through all this what happened what did you do took your ball and went home
2: yeah you're like look i'm not i'm not playing this game oh i'm thinking of the wrong story yes i do know what you're talking about there was a car. Yeah, share, share with the listener a little bit. about Oh yeah. That. Well, so I was I was looking for my first car. Went through a bunch of different places. We went to a dealership. Um, they showed a nice car that was in my interest. It met most, if not all, my qualifications that I was looking for in a car. And um, they said, and yeah, it like, had a
0: great price. I mean, it was yeah, one of those but, where yeah, like, wow, yeah. this is a deal.
2: Yeah, it was like seven grand for a car that probably would sit around eight yeah. or nine. And so took it for a test drive we're like yeah it's pretty pretty good so we'll we'll go inside and talk paperwork and just to kind of get a vibe on it like yeah well it's seven grand but we also you know the dealership after you right before you buy it they clean it they um, do a service and all these things and then they ended up the price ended up going by almost a grand I think yeah and so it was like "Uh, Uh, yeah okay bye and that's an old
0: sales (laughs) technique is to get you in the door, get you really excited about something, and then upsell you. That's not working anymore, right? It doesn't work. They also used to throw your keys up on the roof, right? They'd lose your keys. So they'd be like, well, now we can't find your old car keys. Now you have to buy the new car.
2: Like on the roof of their building.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they would they would just keep people there until they were burned out, until you're tired, and you finally just gave in. You're like, fine, I'll buy the car.
2: I'm assuming that's not legal anymore. No, and <laughs> You are not allowed to throw your <laughs> co- client's keys out of the top of your roof. People would
0: use, and they still do, if you go into a timeshare, they can, they'll still belittle you and tell you you're stupid, you're missing out on the best deal ever. People aren't going to buy from that anymore. But let's think about why. why. Why would that not work? Why did that not work to you now? And and why wouldn't it work if you're trying to sell this to a friend, a teacher? Why? Why? Why would those sales techniques not work?
1: I think there's a different mindset nowadays for everybody.
0: Totally agree. A much smarter consumer. Right? Why? Or or what? What allows us to be? Maybe I asked that question wrong.
2: For me, I think a lot of it is self-worth and then also boundaries or stipulations that I've set beforehand. So... I think budget that I set for myself for that car was around six grand. Right. So seven grand was already a little over and I was thinking, okay, seven grand can probably swing that maybe. Yeah. And then they bumped it up to eight. And I was like, forget it. Yeah. Like, so for you as I'm a out personal out. finance decision,
0: right. right. It was a very personal.
2: Right. But I know for, for me, my self worth, like if I were to walk into a dealership now and I threw my keys on, on the roof, I'm like, okay, I'll see you later. I'm calling Better Business Bureau, and we'll yeah, talk later. We'll, you know? we'll call the cops and <laughs> yeah. have them get the keys yeah. down because this is ridiculous. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I I know what I'm here for. I know what I'm worth, and so, and I think you're right. I think as yeah. a, a inside a office place, you think
0: about it. If a boss said, Ashton, you have to stay, or else I'm going to fire you," like like right now, would that
2: work? No, no. I mean. Why? I mean, maybe because it's like I need the money, but at the same time, you're like, "There's plenty of other jobs out there. I'll like, go find someone who's going to pay me the same pay and theoretically treat me better." The, you're more
0: informed as buyers than than we ever were, even when I was younger. Why? Well, you have Amazon reviews, mm-hmm. Google you have, reviews, you Google reviews. You have Glassdoor, right, where you can look at careers. You have the Better Business Bureau. You reference them. You know, you have you have tons of research that you can do and go. Wait a second, I'm way overpaying for this car, or I'm overpaying for X. You know, I feel like you're taking advantage of me. And then you, as the consumer, have a much more resources now to blast somebody. You've got Google Reviews, you've know. <laughs> you got Amazon, you've got yeah. Yelp, Glassdoor. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you've got all these ways that you can go back and say, don't work for these. these this Tools is garbage. Are also weapons. Right. But I want to point out, too, though, is. Even as dating, I don't think you can pull anything over on people. You know that's one of the places you're selling yourself with. Now you've got old Facebook posts, old Instagram posts. You know, you're much more suave. You know more about things, right. but it also makes you sometimes more of a cynical salesman or a buyer. So, so really, just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind as I give you these. There's there's not tools, there's not tricks, and I think it's be genuine to who you are. Right. Watch and learn from others around you. Do you ever watch other doers and go, oh wow, that person's getting a lot done. How can I mimic some of their skills or or can they help me? Um, people who strive in business naturally market themselves. This is from Irene Lenard. She, she talks about um, some of the things who how you how you get into a workplace and make a difference. Um, some of the ideas I had is, what does the group that you want to be in? How do they dress? You know, how do the people that you're trying to swing and influence you? And going back to Christian Smalls at the Amazon group, he started bringing people food because he realized workers, when they were tired at work, they wanted some food. You know, he'd go in and bring them donuts and surprises and bring them homemade food. Right, so he he's swaying those people around him. What do the people you want to be like? How do they do it? Do they use five dollar words? Do you guys even know what that means? No, <laughs> we just call them five dollar words, fancy words, big words, oh. like incredulous or you know, I don't know. That's the only one I can think of right now. That's a good.
2: That's a good five dollar word, though. Thank you. Interpersonal. Uh, I will oh, pontificate.
0: I'll pontificate on that.
2: <laughs> nice, well done.
0: Um, you know, so do they talk like that, or do they get they do they get their tasks done on time? Is it, is it an environment where it's like, hey, I'm going to get rewarded? One of the thoughts I had is, what does your professor like to hear? Or a teacher? Have you ever noticed that certain people are getting rewarded? You might want to watch them and say, how do they treat the teacher? How do they te- treat the professor? What do they do? What makes that person tick? Right? So so being a salesperson now, you have to figure out what the other people, what motivates them. Right. I got to tell you a quick story. When I first took my... Uh, right out of... I was told we don't sell all growing up. Right. Um, I went down and taught skiing. What was I doing all day? I was selling people basically on the concept of how to ski and that I knew anything about skiing. And only, <laughs> And I'd only been skiing for six months, right? So I was selling the ability that I could teach skiing.
2: You can trust me. I've done this forever. Right.
0: And then I went down and I... I came back up to Salt Lake, and I was going to be over charge a customer service, but they also asked me to sell cell phones. And I'm like, I don't really sell. But then I just realized people just like to be talked to. Mm-hmm. People like to be heard. They like to be listened to. So I started selling cell phones. When that company went under, I had to go and actually get a real sales job. And one of the things they made me do was memorize all the parts, all the SKUs, all the, what is this? It's a fax machine. Yeah, it's a fax machine. It has this blah, blah, blah. Well, do you guys think I cared enough to memorize all the different fax machines in this in this business I was working at? No. no. Not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> and my memorization skills aren't great. I can ad-lib. Right. I can talk to you about a lot of fun stuff, but I can memorize four or five things that I have to say in the ski lesson, you know. But other than that, I am i can't, I, it's just not my, it's not one of my strong suits. But I had to pass a test in order to get it. How do you think I passed the test? Oh, maybe I should give you some preference. Yeah, yeah. What you had to do is you had to take your manager and you had to walk them on the sales floor and they could ask you about the products and you had to give them enough information that they felt like you were good enough to, to know your products.
1: You talked your way to victory.
0: So what I did, I did him one step better than that, Gideon. I found out that he liked to ride four-wheelers. <laughs> I borrowed Grandpa's four-wheelers. I took him out playing four-wheelers the <laughs> day before we did this little test. And then he basically said, well, what items would you like to show me? I said, cool, let me show you these <laughs> top five items. <laughs> and I did. I took the, the top five selling items. So it was still what the customer really needed. Right. But then I showed him those five items, and he's like, dude, that was the best sales job I've ever had done on me. I'll definitely pass you.
2: You're good to go. Oh, yeah. Cool. Because you sold him the day before. <laughs> really? <laughs> right. I sold him
0: on the – yeah, yeah, exactly. I explained to him what we were trying to do, you know, where I was at in my life and how, you know, my, my shortcomings and stuff I knew I didn't do well. Mm-hmm. But I I could sell a cell phone better than any guy there. I was the top, I was the leading salesman, but they made me learn all these other – interesting items right and so i convinced him that the top five sellers and then he goes holy cow that's right they are the only ones they sell okay cool you know your stuff let's go right right so 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 look at that um mirror the other party i think that's a big one that i think we forget people like to be heard they like to be validated how are you doing that for me right now, Ashton? I'm nodding. Yeah, nodding the listener can't see that. You're like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I love it, Dad. I'll validate you. You're you're the best ever.
2: You're killing it. You're
0: knocking it out of the park. Yes, Yeah, smalls. Um, you know, so, so if you find yourself stuck, you can't get the promotion. You can't get enough people to look at your book or your podcast. Maybe you have to look at it different. Take some initiative. Project confidence, Ashton. I think that was a big one. Um, and I think positive attitude, net worth, trust yourself, know your strengths, know where you, cause let's be honest, can I be the best at everything at the office?
1: No, probably not.
0: No, there's, and if I am, I probably the office of one, right? <laughs> you're, you're like, I'm running my own business, but I'm the best one <laughs> I'm here. <the> best one. <laughs> I used to tell people, I go, yeah, uh, you know, if I was, I'd be like, yeah, um, you know, my boss is kind of a jerk. They're like, you work for yourself. I'm like, yeah, he's a jerk. You won't let me have any time off. And then <laughs> and then if I had a lot of time off, I'm like, yeah, my boss doesn't pay well. They're like, you're the boss. I go, yeah, but he lets me have all this time off, but I can't make any money. <laughs> you know, there was never a win. Um, and, then, and then be patient and determined, right? So give yourself time to reach your goals. I don't know how many times people show up and they're like, oh, I, I want to sell you on this project, but you think it needs to happen all at once. Like don't go to the don't go to the close too early. I'm a big joke here in Utah is you go out on a first date and you're like, Wow, you're beautiful. You want to get married? You know. Yeah. You yeah. know, or yeah. and 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 God, what do you think of a long term relationship?
2: I mean oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably leave that story out, but yeah. Right. Yeah. So
0: so the the point is is that and then be willing to learn from your mistakes. Right, so if you tried that too early, you're like, Okay, I'm gonna hold off and wait six minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe okay. six Maybe. minutes and I will have a million dollars. Yeah. But and then be realistic, right? The simple goal setting stuff. Um and and then I think one of the other things as you're trying to become a better salesman is be willing to expand your comfort zone. So, okay, this is I am totally not a salesman, but I realize I've gotta convince my boss to come over to my side because this is the right thing. Um and then just be persistent.
2: You know, something that I want to I interject here super quick. Sure. Is that those four points that you've given so far all feed into the other being successful. So you give yourself time to reach your goals that gives you time to fail. Because if you don't give yourself time, then you're like, I can't fail. I have to succeed or else, I mean, or else I, I, I fail. Um, but then... When you're being realistic, you realize, hey, failure is involved. The other thing, expanding your comfort zone, like if your comfort zone's too small and you're not willing to fail, you either fail and give up or you just won't ever try. Right. And so having that comfort zone expanded allows you to be patient and determined. Patience allowing that failure, allowing the realism, and allowing for the time all those four things. I just thought it was interesting how those four feed together.
0: Yeah, I I appreciate you taking a little bit of time and and diving deeper in it because if we're willing to step back and think about what am I selling and what is my goal, you'll be more patient with yourself and you'll help yourself really um, persuade, inspire, and convince people to come over to your side as a salesman. So, so now that you are a salesman, you realize that you have to sell. Now let's, let's think about your success. So I talked about Christian Smalls. He took a, he unionized in one place in Amazon. He actually got fired when, when COVID started because he t- marched out with a group of people to say, look, you're, these are unsafe working conditions. You're not taking care of us as a group. Um, then when he got outside, he looked at what does his fellow workers want, and how does it play into what he wants? So it wasn't all about him, and I think that's where salesmen forget, right? So now define your success. What does this mean to you? Does that mean I'm going to make a million dollars? Well, if it is, and that's your goal, then by all means, figure out how you get a million, one dollar from a million people, you know, or ten dollars from, What was that? Whatever that is, hundred thousand, hundred thousand people, right? So just figure out how to scale that and how to change that, um. But but define that success. And so what he knew is he wanted a union to protect the workers at Amazon. So he kept looking at how to get them to persuade to his side. He felt he tried. He felt some. He did some other stuff. It was successful. Um, Amazon actually arrested him in the parking lot for trespassing. Do you think it hurt his case or helped his case with the fellow workers? I think it helped his case. Yeah, it helped it out a lot. Amazon actually, he wasn't even thinking about it. He just took the, he got arrested and he went, oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> He's like, yes. Right? But he, <laughs> he, he he never even crossed his mind. So be willing to say, well, this doesn't make any sense, but now I'm hmm. going to go with it. This is pretty drastic. His His story is. Like being a little, not to say a nobody, because to your point, he still has self-worth, but to being a just one person at a at a union, at a big shop of over 800 workers, I think they say. Yeah,
2: well, to Amazon, he was insignificant. Correct. And that was the goal he was fighting against.
0: Correct, and then he was able to, he said, wait, now, I want to be the first one to say, it. I'm not a big fan of unions, right? I've seen the negative side of them, but kudos to him for seeing what he believed in and working hard enough to sell it and work at it. And now you're stuck, you're going through your day, something to keep aware of. And and I just real quick, I want to talk about social proximity. Have you guys heard of that term? And the reason why I think it falls in here as you're trying to figure out your success is because I think it plays into your success as an individual a lot of times, a lot more than we want to admit it. Do you guys know what social proximity is?
1: Is it like the people you have around you? correct Total guess.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, well, I think it has a lot to do with the principle of like your five closest friends and we'll show you who you really are. Like you mirror people. You take things from others, you put it in your own life and
0: yeah, and and, and I find it very interesting and, and and mom could tell you this has happened at different times in my career that I'll take on some habits um that that I work with um Tyler Trivare says, it doesn't take long for a proximity effect to start working its way into your behavior. It could be a joke you picked up from a friend or a habit you inherited from your boss. It could be your relationship to money that came to you from your parents or a hobby that came to you from your partner. Mm. Who you hang out with dictates what you do and how you become. So be careful on the jobs that you choose. Be careful on who you're hanging out with. If you really don't like the office politics... Then go sell yourself to somebody else and go do a different job. Right, if it's a high rewarding and highly successful job, by all means, stay there, learn them, be the best at them, yeah. win.
2: I think it's cool too that we've already shown examples on this podcast of social proximity, like the three of us having similar mindsets, and you also saying, "All growing up, you believed that we weren't salesmen, or that you weren't a salesman because of the of the uh, Matilda's dad." The car salesman.
0: connotation yeah the negative connotation right yeah it and was alive and well
2: and that was all about social proximity and i think it's just wow. kind of cool to bring those examples back and realize that that it's cool that you pointed this out that we're all in like we're all in sales in order to increase our personal confidence because like for our listener they've probably heard those social proximities all throughout the episode
0: that's a good point. If you step back and listen to him, you'd, you would realize that many
2: times we've pointed that out, right? Unintentionally.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was all part of my master sales plan, Ashton. <laughs> you you sell for me. it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you take my money. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> but you know, I, another point on that is, is, you said take my money and I love it. But I think time is so much more important than money right now. And that's what we're getting sold more on is...
2: Moron? (laughs) That was a bad joke, and I must be really tired. (laughs) That just just hit me so different. Okay, so the idea that... um, I said, here, take my money. But then the companies of the world, they're trying to find more and more ways to use your time because we don't have unlimited money, but... Every single person in the world has the unlimited resource of time.
0: Which is ironic because I hear, I think of it just different. Money can always be made and replaced. Mm. But once you've used time, you can never get it back. Right. And I think that that's what we're getting sold more to your first point. I think that's really where your point is, is that the time that we choose to, to not take control of is time that's up for the grab. Right. And the more that a company can take that and control that, the more influence they have.
1: Just terrifying to think about like all these things are taking my time. You know, it's no, no, total no. You're giving goal. it to them. I know. I know. Okay. But it's the car salesman thing. You're like, holy crap. I walked in and they just took my money. I walked into this app this <laughs> and thing and it just took my time.
2: Facebook took my keys and threw them on the roof and said have fun scrolling.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for thanks for playing into my master plan. You're welcome anytime.
2: No. All you have to do is ask. But for
0: my time. <laughs> thanks. But and and that is where I wanted us to go is to understand that we are all salesmen. We're always being sold something. Just be careful what you buy. Be careful what you sell. But go out and take the chance. Take one or two of the tips that we just talked about and go out and ask for that date. Ask for the raise. Ask for the special project. And then get more people to listen to you. Be that individual in your workplace that people turn to and say, that is a top performer. I want to be like him. Or her that's how you grow your social media influence it's how you grow your personal brand and that's how you become the best powerhouse you can be
2: thank you for listening to this week's episode of adult and decrypted we really enjoyed having this week's conversation and we hope you did as well
0: if you ever want to comment on a topic you can send us a message to our website adulting decrypted.com our email adulting at gmail.com or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted.
1: If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about,
0: or if you are a parent
1: and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you would like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is
2: teamwork. We have merch! If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting-decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adult. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. And we can't wait until next time on Adulting Decrypted. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adulting Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well.
0: If you ever want to comment on a topic, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted.
1: If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you would like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork.
2: We have merch! If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting-decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adults. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon.